Bienvenido. If you are able, please share this show with a friend. Leave us a nice review on the podcast player of your choice. Or, if you'd like to support us financially, sign up for the Companion Podcast, the St. Nicholas Project, on Gum Road. All these things really help us out. Namaste. Hello, friend. The Mystical American Patriot Society is transmitting to you from beneath 4 million cubic feet of solid granite, in the burning heart of the Yellowstone Caldera. This is a variety program for normal sandwich-eating Americans with some concerns about living in a deranged, post-Christian technocracy. So, keep your third eye on the sky and your ear to the ground, as Sumo and Smokestack connect your main brain vein to a higher plane. Are you ready? Stand by. Well, get out in that kitchen and rattle them pots and pans. Get out in that kitchen and rattle them pots and pans. Breakfast, I'm a hungry, hungry man. I said, Shake, rattle and roll. Shake, rattle and roll. Shake, rattle and roll. Shake, rattle and roll. You never do nothing to save your doggone soul. Wearing them dresses, your hair is done up nice. for you today. Good morning. I hope everyone is doing well, seismically speaking. I feel no like I feel today. like I'm seismically well. No bad vibrations. No, all my vibes are great. That's what we want here. Only good vibrations, no bad ones. Tell me, tell me listener, did you happen to experience any mysterious shaking? Ruckus may have. He lives in what? Arizona, Nevada? Nevada, somewhere in there? Yeah, I think he's out Where's west. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly. Parts of yeah. the world. Uh, so he may, have, he may have felt it. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of shaking going on down there, my friends. Really? I, did I miss? I just missed this entirely. Hmm. They have an earthquake? Well, 
Well, no. See, that's the thing. You can have you can have massive city vibrations without earthquakes, and that's the problem. What? I'm very professional because, like, when people are talking to me on the radio, sometimes I just stop and take a big drink of something. Mm-hmm. That's how the and pros then, do uh, it. That's how the pros do it. I'm like Rush Limbaugh or that guy that used to wear a cowboy hat and call uh, black basketball women nappy-headed hoes. Don Imus? Yeah. Yeah. I'm as professional as them. You should you should take a big crusty bite of sourdough bread while you're speaking. <laughs> mm. uh, but now there's a whole lot of shit going on, and you won't hear this on the national news. No, no, you will not. But none. Of, but you will hear it on the local news if you uh, autistically search out various stories related to uh, tremors, vibrations, and uh, shaking. Across America. Whoa. But it doesn't have a narrative story that fits into like a, a global thing. Like you can't blame it on white people and you can't can't say that um, Lizzo's jumping up and down and shaking the world. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it is. But the good old US of A is currently experiencing an epidemic, nay, perhaps dare I say a pandemic, of a mysterious exotic and vibratory nature. Oh, man. This outbreak has affected many people in many states, including, but not limited to, recently, Arizona, Tennessee, and Virginia. In the past month. And, and, the tremulous anomalies have not been restricted only to America. Of course, this is a truly global pandemic. I'm afraid to say that indeed the outbreak has gone truly global and has also recently hit Helsinki, Finland, of course. Also troubled by these uh, troubles. Yes! Can you guess what we're talking about today? It's a little conspiracy theory that, uh, from, uh, from 2012 that has recently made a comeback. Any it- idea? Um, under underground laboratory cloning laboratories, full of children. Good, good, good guess. Uh, I'm that may be that may be a thing. Okay, that may be the answer. I don't know. It may be the Dulcy tunnels. Um, the Dulcy base tunnels. What Dulcy? It, it may, it may be, it may be Hillary Clinton running her uh, cart of children down all the tunnels that the Q people. All right, talked right. about. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But I'm talking about specifically the the phenomenon of earth groans. Earth, earth groans. <laughs> earth, earth groans and earth booms. Which is a fun uh it's a fun uh, it was not really even a conspiracy, really. It's just a fun little phenomena. Mm-hmm. Uh earth groans, earth booms, and explosions in the sky. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. You know, speaking of Finland. When you think about all of it, the lands, Finland, land of Finns, is one of the stranger ones. They got reindeer, right? You know, they got reindeer. That's where Laplanders live, I think. Like, if you send a letter to Santa Claus uh-huh. internationally, I think they send it to a place in Lapland. And he, uh, at least this used to be the case, there was a guy that would answer the world's mail to Santa. And he couldn't do all of it, of course. 
but he would act as though he was Santa and send you letters back on like um, peppermint scented paper. What a job! Which is real nice. I feel like that's my future. One you day get, is to answer all the letters to Santa. Retirement plan. Well, or just maybe job. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you get paid. You the know, Santa- it's like that's like it's well, that's the same with all startups, though. You know, you start up and then you figure out how to get paid later. Right, and the government gives that's, you a bunch of money, and the government gives you the money. I, so I could like, yeah, I could answer children's questions and say, uh, "Yeah, I'll get yes, of course, I'll send you a rocking horse. Make sure to eat all of the GMO soybeans. Get your vaccine. Merry Christmas, <laughs> and get your vaccine. The Merry government Christmas. would pay you for that." Absolutely. I know. Yeah. If I could if I could be like a Santa Claus disguised Pied Piper leading children to uh pharmaceutical dependence. Have you seen where they're trying to get they're talking about how they now need everyone to take a pill every day to fend uh, off COVID? Uh, my understanding was that it was a daily pill to take while you're sick. Not every day. But I know there I, are a few I, different things floating around out there. I understood that too, but then I see other stuff that makes me understand the other way. Interesting. Maybe there's more than more than one pill. It's like a daily prophylactic. I don't know if that's true, but um, in any case, apparently the pill they want to give you contains in part of its ingredients ivermectin. Of course. (laughs) So I don't know. There's there's a career. There's a Korean company um, that's getting approval for uh, what has been sold as a uh, malaria medicine, which contains um, uh, artemisin, I believe, or one of those artemisia-derived chemicals. But basically, Uh it's artemisia annua, the plant that I periodically geek out about. Um, it's Uh It's finally making its way into the COVID therapeutic discussion. Uh, so I can only attribute that to my ranting and work on the subject. Yes. I, yeah. Because, um, yeah, so ivermectin's in the pills and luciferase yeah. is in the vaccine. Apparently, I don't know. I, every time I look at that, I get different claims. Mm-hmm. Luciferase, this compound named luciferase after the devil, Lucifer. I don't know. This is because it's. It's like self-illuminate in quantities, I think. Well, it will um, it'll it'll fluoresce under certain circumstances, yeah. I think. Yeah, it fluoresces luciferase. I can't I can't figure out if it's actually in some of the vaccines, but not all, or if it's in all of them, or if it's just used in the research and development of them. I don't know, uh, but I do know that. Um, People have a, a suspicious desire to put Lucifer's name and stuff. I know. It's like, like the Vatican's telescope it used to have. They called Lucifer. Ugh. Which wasn't, that's not 100% true. They were like, uh, it was some little mount on the telescope, and it was like sort of theirs, but not. But in any case, yeah, it was it was the large, what was that thing called? Lucifer. We've covered, we've covered was, that on the show before. Huh? You've talked about that on the show before. I have, and it yeah. was the the L stands for lo- yeah large binocular telescope. 
near infrared util utility with cam so it was like you know you can just imagine them being there like the pope he's like listen what should we call our telescope lucifer no <laughs> i feel like i feel like it needs to, we definitely need to have in the acronym large yeah because it's very important mm -hmm. the, the lucifer that makes it sound lucifer right right and then they would go and you know but the people love to put Lucifer and stuff. I'm not sure why. He was in the... He was... He was... He's, uh... Cited in Rules for Radicals. Is the... Leftist handbook. He is... Yeah, he's he's credited. Or the book's dedicated to him. Yeah. Yeah, but don't worry. There's no such thing as, like... Nah, yeah. Uh, the devil. No. Just because he's he's constantly showing up everywhere. Name. Yeah. He... <laughs> Even though half of our American politics is run according to a playbook dedicated to Lucifer, they're definitely not into Satan. No. D now, when Australia is talking, running the news about locking everyone down forever, and they're and they're about to cut away, and they cut away to a three-second clip of a black mass and some guy going, Hail Satan! What? That happened? Just, that's not anything. Don't worry about that. What? What? That really happened. I think I've, I feel like I've been living under a rock. That happened. Yeah, it was this. It was this Aussie news station. I was about to say national news station, but does Australia really count as a nation? Like saying something like national implies a grand scale that Australia simply does not have. Sure. You know, like like something being national for Australia is like something being national for Mississippi. Right. It's like the same tier of place, right? Austra I mean, Australia is big, but it's mostly empty wasteland covered in crocodiles. <laughs> right? And Giant spiders. Very similar to Mississippi, honestly, but if you just replace that with alligators. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. So, um, I, don't, I don't say nationally, but the, so everything in Australia is local, even if it's over the whole country, in my opinion. So, uh, in the local Aussie news, they were talking about the COVID stuff. And there was some politician on there being like, and we will, you know, uh, we're going to just be a police state now, and it's all good. And they're about to cut back to the anchor, right, in the studio. Mm -hmm. And as they do, there's like a three-second clip of a guy sitting behind a table in a black robe and some girl standing beside him in a book. The book in her hands, and there's like these pentagrams and stuff, and it goes, "Hail Satan!" And then it cuts to the ladies. And she's like, "In other news tonight, uh, the in other news tonight, the local the local animal shelter is overteaming with with uh, puppies, and so we had to go kill them for COVID or whatever." When they did that too, remember when they killed the puppies for it, COVID? It's impossible not to be a conspiracy theorist now. I mean. <laughs> It's been impossible for a while. I mean, everyone, everyone since Donald Trump, everyone has been a conspiracy theorist. I know. Because it's like, it's how, just, do you, how do you sleep at night if you're not a conspiracy theorist? Yeah. It, that must be, that said, must be and, so hard to maintain. And so here was the, here's what they said on the, the uh, they explained it, uh, explained it. And they said, well, I was just an accident. Sorry. Whoopsie. Yeah, whoops. You know, like, okay, somebody... but why do you have yeah, why was that queued up? <laughs> a black mass? I can look at my soundboard here, and I don't have any black masses on it. 
There's lots yeah, of funny of stuff it. on it. It wasn't there. like it was for like a movie, right? It was right. very low quality. Like this was shot on somebody's yeah. phone on a tripod. And in not good it not good lighting even for like a bad lighting scene, like where it's supposed to be dark and moody. Well, you know, I like you I, see anything. I spoke an error. There is something on my soundboard. Hang on. Could it be <laughs> Yeah, like that. But yeah. but imagine that you had done this. You had that uh, saying "Hail Satan," but it was like your your, but not not for comedic effect. It was like your coworker Billy, right? And it was just him on a Saturday, mm-hmm. right? That's what this that's what this more felt like. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's impossible not to be a conspiracy theorist now because everybody just—I mean, like. Um, it's just so obvious that so much of it is not real. Like when Biden gets his booster shot and he's in the White House with open windows and sunshine, and you see it from another angle, and he's just on a stage with a set. I know, man. Behind him. And now I was telling people, like, listen, all, most things you see are movie sets. And people are like, no. And I was like, yeah, they are. And then it's like, oh, okay, they are. Yeah. That's why he's so, sometimes he's just on a green screen, which is why his hand goes through microphones sometimes. Sometimes he's filming with Muppets, which is why uh, Jimmy Carter and his wife look like little midgets that sit in your lap and you would put your hand up their back and make their mouth talk. (laughs) Sometimes they film with balloons, which is what they did when they were walking around with a four times inflated Boris Johnson and pretending that was natural. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why they they do all these. They think it looks better or something. Um, but just think of it this way. If you are, of course they do. If you were the executive branch and you want to message properly to the to the country, you would start being like, well, you're not going to go on, you're not just going to roll out of bed and get on TV, right? You're going to put on, you're going to get dressed, you got to make up person, right? And then from there, it's quick. Well, I need to have the backdrop look nice. People mm-hmm. do that for their Zoom. Yeah, right. You do this for your Zoom. And people are like, oh, yeah, well, I got to have the backdrop look nice. And it's like, well, it would be even more convincing in my messaging if the background represented something that I felt like it should. And so then you green screen. And then you... It just, it just evolves from there. And eventually you're just... Eventually, you just have a maybe a completely made up president who's not even there. Yeah. Who, who, uh, I mean, in 1983, someone wrote a paper called On the Philosophical Justification of Doubting the Existence of Joe Biden. <laughs> the real paper someone wrote. Uh, so he's been in question for a long time. Yeah. You know? Uh, and back, you know, uh, and I don't know how many presidents have been. I mean, how, listener, how many presidents have you personally seen with your eyeballs? And, oh, keep them. They do have like body doubles also. Of course they do. They do this for high profile actors, right? You have a stuntman who does a dangerous thing. And so maybe if you need a shot of them walking through Mogadishu, you just have them filmed from far away and they're wearing sunglasses and not a good angle. It's like, oh, yeah, he was there. People like to throw around like the Truman Show sort of analogies. If there is yeah. one institution that's um, likely to be the Truman Show, it's the federal government. Yeah, or 
Well, I don't know. Sometimes I think we're more Truman Show than they are. But yeah, you're you're 100 correct. Um, it's not like there's so much of what you see is simply a movie set, and people get freaked out by it. Yeah. Um, to harvest loosh, I guess, or or whatever. <clears throat> but um, yeah, yeah, Finland, right? Lapland. They make some cool knives there. As Survive the Jive pointed out, in some ways, uh, the Finns, it's questionable the Finns are even European. What are they? You know, Well, I mean, they live in Europe, obviously, but culturally and linguistically... Yeah, they're sort of an outlier. They're, they're an outlier. They come from somewhere else, which is perhaps why it took them so long to remove the swastika from their Air Force logo, <laughs> which was actually last year. They still really? have a swastika <laughs> with a pair of wings on each side. Man. And see I see what I mean? Like, so keeping a swastika on your military emblems until 2020 would have been pretty unthinkable for most of the West of the quote unquote Western world, right? Yeah. But not the Finns because they're not really the Western. Which is why I think they also have Earth groans because America's not really the Western world either. What? I mean, we are the most west in a sense, but we're so far west that we're almost east again. Like if you look at a, if you looked at a traditional map of the world, right, and you have it's centered on Eurasia, because what we do now in America is we center the map on like the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, so like North America is on one side, All right, and Europe, Asia, Africa is on the other. But really, for most of human history, it would have, you know, uh, it would have just been. Europe and Asia and Africa, right? Mm -hmm. And then this would be so far off to the west that it's also so far off to the east. Like, that's why California has such problems. Because they're eastern? as west as you can go, but it also, at some point, becomes the land of the rising sun. Gotcha. Right? Um, And so, Finland isn't really the west, just like America isn't, but maybe even more so for the Finlands. Um, and you know, Hitler caused some problems. Can we say that? I think we can say that. Are we allowed to say that now, listener? Can we admit that now that the dust has settled? Hitler caused some problems. More than one, really. Yes, we agree. And one of those problems, a minor one maybe, but maybe not so minor, was that by association with him, he sort of ruined the swastika for like a couple generations. Yeah. Not forever, because people will stop caring after like... After everyone that in, that was in the in the uh, you know the Auschwitz dies, which is probably now, they already most, don't care in Asia because most people, yeah, they don't care. And most people that claim to be in the Holocaust were not, as I told you about my Holocaust survivor that I met mm-hmm. who was like sixty three. <laughs> uh, but he ruined the swastika, which is sad because it's one of the world's oldest symbols. It's a symbol of the sky clock. Like, okay, so the swastika is the shape of the Big Dipper as it rotates through the sky, through the seasons. Like, if you have, there's four positions: spring, summer, spring, summer, fall, winter, and that's how that's how it, that's the vague shape that the Big Dipper makes as it circles around. So it's a sky clock, right? And therefore, been associated with the wheel of time, the wheel of rebirth, and samsara, and Hinduism, Buddhism, and other isms, right? And uh, oh, and also to put it to bed, I've, I've said this before, but there's no difference between the Hindu swastika and the Buddhist swastika and the Nazi swastika. It's all the same. 
all the same. But so the Finns aren't really, and their language isn't really Europe. It's like, it's, it's, there's no modern language group in Europe that shares the same root words as the Finns. So they're really sort of a mystery where they come from. And uh, they just got there somehow. And now if you send letters to Santa, they go there and it comes back from some Sammy person with a reindeer. And that's the circle of life. Like the swastika, really. <laughs> but before we get on to Earth Groans, we need to talk about a few things. We need to talk about a few things. First of all, we had an anniversary recently. Can you remember what it was? No. Four years ago, this past Friday. So when we we're recording this on Saturday, four years ago yesterday, 2017. October 1st, 2017. I don't know. It's the anniversary of the of Stephen Paddock and the uh, Las Vegas shooting. Uh, anniversary. <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing that Happy nobody knows anything everybody. about. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations! We've done it for we've been four years without any answers to one of the worst uh, public shootings, mass shootings in American history, and without even any idea that there could ever be an answer. No one, everyone just dropped it the day after it happened. Yeah. It was like, uh, we hear about the Pulse nightclub shooting every now and then, and we hear, mm-hmm. hear about the uh, that shooting in Florida yep. by the S- Spanish kid Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, but the day after, Stephen Paddock literally used machine guns from, the, from a hotel window to mow down just a crowd outside in Las Vegas, no one ever talked about it again. Yeah. Very strange. And no one has ever even, like, no one in the public ever even asks for, like, uh, what happened, or why, or motives, or how. Like, how did he sneak machine guns up into the Las Vegas room? Yeah. And uh, why did he do it? And was he an arms dealer? And was, you know, was all this stuff going on? And then they raided... Remember when they, after it happened, they like raided his brother's house or something? Well, because his brother said there's no way he was involved in this and suddenly he had child porn. Yeah, his his brother was like, there's no way my Stephen Paddock was involved. And they were like, you have child pornography. He's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is what they do. That's why I, I do wonder if a lot of these people that are. Yes, the Q people are right that there's a lot of child exploitation going on. But yeah. I also wonder if a lot of these people accused of child pornography are actually just people the establishment does not like and wants to get rid of. Yeah. Because like, it's a very easy claim to make. What What were they talking about five minutes before the raid happened? <laughs> there's, your, there's your first place to look. Yeah. What were they talking about five minutes before the raid? And then like his... It's been a while and no one has cared, so I have trouble remembering all the details. But then, like, his Stephen Paddock's girlfriend was like, travel, she was like on a plane to Thailand or something. Yeah, she bugged out pretty quick. She bugged out pretty quick, which I might do too, honestly. Like, if my wife suddenly became a mass shooter, yeah, I might be like, well, it's time to bounce. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to get out of here for a while. Wait till the heat dies down a little bit. <laughs> Wait till the heat dies down. It's going to uh, lay low. I'm going to go to Aruba or, or wherever. Wherever you go is a haven for when your significant other becomes a mass murderer. Yeah. 
I, I don't know where that is. But it's got to be difficult, you know, when that happens. Even mm-hmm. one murder is probably difficult to deal with. Right. Huge headache. Yeah, like if you're Brian Laundry's parents or whatever, or family. They're from, getting uh, <laughs> they're getting a lot of grief. <laughs> yeah, they're getting a lot of grief. Like, your son killed Gabby Petito. You should, what, what are you going to do about it? Like, I, I don't yeah. know. You know, it's a big problem. Yeah, I saw a video, a video of his dad, like, screaming at somebody in the street. Yeah, don't become a murderer, guys, because it really is hard on your family with the media. Yeah, true. I mean, it's it's re- at least a high profile murder. You know, I like I, there's a lot of murder you can do. Just or just do a, or just do a low profile murder. I guess is the advice. Don't do a high. Don't kill someone famous on Instagram and yeah. don't become a mass shooter. Just a normal murder, and then they won't care as much. Because I was, you know, this week I was supposed to have jury duty. On a rape case, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about it. I was sitting there. I was like, "No one, no one outside of like this five mile radius has heard of this case, and yet it is objectively just as bad as high profile rape cases, right?" Yeah. But there's so many of them that are just like super local. No one cares because there's no spark to to throw it into the national media, which is how you need to do this. is I'm just giving advice to the listener of how to do murder to make it easier on their family. Mm-hmm. If they want to. Now, thankfully I didn't have to do the judge thing because I got there and the judge said, uh, ah, the attorney's got coronavirus. Go home. <laughs> so I did. Sounds convenient. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? He, uh, he was like, I, well, I was, he said, I would have sent you a letter and said not to come, but he didn't tell me till 30 minutes before you got here. Well, it's not it's not getting a whole lot of press, but the the legal system over most of the country is completely paralyzed. Um, yeah, they have they have such a backlog that for a yeah. few minutes, which yeah. I felt was unnecessary because I guess we all drove out there to do it because like the. Like most places in America, the place where the courthouse is is not in the place where the people live yeah so we drove out to like the quote-unquote county seat and we were there i guess he felt like he needed to talk to us for a few minutes before yeah i wish he just said uh, never mind it's not happening bye and we could have just turned around but he had he talked to us like 15 minutes i guess to give us our money's worth of a show and he was like look i don't he's like i don't know what we're doing and he was very upset. He was like, I don't know. Uh, you're here. Some of you are in masks. Some of you are not. You're in two different rooms. Uh, and there's a, we're Zooming here. I'm in a theater. He said it like that. I said, I'm in a theater. My courtroom's not approved for COVID because it's too small. Wow. There's too many people in it. I when the thing hit, we just sort of stopped doing cases. And we've been trying to. He was very. He said, we're trying to. Get back, you know, but the thing and then the attorney that he was really mad. He looked at 30 minutes ago. Just say. <laughs> so I felt bad for the guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, the, the backlog of cases is so bad. People with like violent offenses that should be slam dunk cases or they're getting their cases dismissed and they're just being released. Yeah, now's the time. Now, if you did want to do a low-profile murder, now's yeah. the time, listener. Especially in a very popular, uh, population-dense set place. Because they yeah. probably will not have time to ever get to your case. Now we- in fact, 
you could probably DDoS denial of service attack the criminal justice system right now. If everyone just went out and did crimes, <laughs> we would flood the... Yeah. There would be so much paperwork, it would just sort of all nullify. I mean, that's sort of what has already happened. Right. Uh, we had, at, at my business, we had a break-in a few years ago, and they did some damage and all this stuff, and the guy ended up, he lived like a block away. Uh-huh. We know who did it. We got him on camera, all this stuff. He's he never had a court date. They I think they dropped <laughs> I think they finally just dropped the case. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, it was right. a slam dunk. It would have been a five minute trial. Mm-hmm. Um, but they dropped the charges just because they're so backed up. Um, I I called I called the county courthouse to ask for some, you know, help on like this dumb paperwork problem recently. Uh-huh. And the lady, the clerk the lady in the clerk's office laughed at me. For- <laughs> For, like literally laughed out loud at my ask my request for help um because it's so backed up it 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 would never happen right she said yes. the court the court can offer you no help was basically the thing yeah they're yeah. completely they're paralyzed yeah so is i think if you do a high profile like i think if they ever catch Brian Laundry which how ridiculous is it that they can't catch this one guy He's like just evaded all of the na- nations. Well, they haven't caught they haven't caught the guy that left the bombs in January in DC on January fifth either. I know that that's the show goes to show you that their projected competence and their actual competence are very different. Yeah, very different. It's like when it took them like five days to find the Boston Marathon bombers. Yeah, <laughs> and they shut down the whole city, and they were just yeah. hiding under a boat. Yeah, yeah. What if he just? What if he's just never found? And he's just like, what if he didn't even kill her? What if she just died like on accident? Mm-hmm. And then he got afraid that people would think that they would kill her, and then he hid the body, and that makes it look worse. Yeah, right. Could have happened. I don't know. Poor guy I'm just not, panicked. We don't have any evidence. <laughs> Maybe Brian Laundry's completely innocent, and didn't. In fact, I think that it should be the the stake that we make on the show because someone needs to defend him. Everyone innocent until him. proven guilty, people. Innocent until proven guilty. Brian Laundry is an upstanding member of our society who just happens to have been in a in an argument with his girlfriend, Gabby Petito, where the police were called. They were separated by the police. The Gabby, I think, had to stay in the mobile van and they put Brian in a hotel for the night. They got back together later after a giant fight. Went to a national park, and she didn't come back. But that doesn't mean he killed her. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff happens to couples all the time. Circumstantial evidence at best. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I mean, he's even got Dog the Bounty Hunter after him now. I saw that. <laughs> even though Dog the Bounty Hunter is, like, almost 70 years old. I know, like, he can't be like, real fast on it, his feet. <laughs> like, give it a rest. You come know? back here, you... Yeah, there's some professions that you really shouldn't continue into your 70s, and one of them is being a bounty hunter. Maybe he's got some young guys that do all the running and tackling for him that now. That could be. Yeah, could, he started a business. He's on, like, an like electrified employees. scooter. You know, you would need that, too, because uh, I can't imagine the legal, the legal side and, like, insurance side of being a bounty hunter has got to be outrageous. Well, I think you in most jurisdictions you have to have like a permit, sort of like a private investigator. The government has to. Yeah, but you can just license. like apparently you can just like bust in their house and grab them. And yeah, 
he and has like, how some does sort that of, work? Right. He has some sort of arresting authority granted to him by yeah. the state. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that that's the world we live in where Dog the Bounty Hunter is granted arrested arresting authority. Yeah. But anyway. So, I think it's it's only for people that have bounties on them, though. He can't just arrest anybody. Right. Now, uh, briefly, we should ask if the Brian, if the Gabby Petito thing is even real. Because she was in a she was in a movie, a little thing for Sandy Hook, apparently yeah. mm-hmm. back in the day. And Sandy Hook was not real. So is she is she some sort of asset? I doubt it. I just, well, we need to ask the question because Brian Laundry is very close to brain laundry. He just swapped the I and the A. And that means brainwashing. <laughs> right? Right? And then Gabby Petito, Gabby Petito is small talk. Mm-hmm. Talk small. What does that mean? So it's, it's brainwashing through small talk, through through um, internet, through national gossip. Through internet gossip. Okay. Which is what's happening. Right? Yeah, if you think about it, everyone is... So what is this washing our brains of? I don't uh, of I don't know. Like the well the first narrative that came up when this happened was quote unquote white girl syndrome, which is where people freak out when there's a white right. girl that goes missing. Which is true, they do. People don't really freak out when a black girl goes missing. Yeah. Um I I don't know why. Take that for what you will. But uh, maybe that was the, like, if you were to be conspiratorial about it, could that be the reason? I don't know. It's just weird that it's brainwashing small talk. This could just be like narrative change lubricant. You know, you throw yes. in a couple really crazy things while they're changing the narrative from vaccinate everybody to the vaccines don't work. We're going to do therapeutics now or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or whatever it is. Um, and so I don't, I don't know. But um, maybe that's maybe that's what's going on. I, I do find it interesting that it's small talk brainwashing is their names and that she was in uh, a Sandy Hook video in like 2013. Yeah. Just promoting like get rid of guns. Uh, I don't yeah, know. she was she's in know. that video. She's holding a sign that says something like I am irreplaceable or something like that. Yeah, she's holding a sign that says I am irreplaceable. Uh. In, in absence to like school shootings, and then she went and right. got herself murdered. Yeah. So, you know, that's the lesson there. Just remember that. I mean, what are the odds of the same person being, you know, involved in two very high profile, high profile. instances exactly. of death? What are the odds? Not very high. Yeah. Um, and maybe they can't find Brian because it's all a psyop, mm-hmm. and Brian has to be at large forever as part of the. Small talk gossip brainwashing thing. Somebody needs to find out if Gabby Petito was in Wayne Sexton's kindergarten class. kindergarten well, class. Well, see, I think what how it works is there are different levels of it's just like a movie script, right? So you've got your main plot lines. Yeah. But then you need transitionatory scenes and minor like minor story arcs to mm-hmm. to move away from one to the other. And so if right. you're trying to control a national or global narrative, you have to, you know, we have to move on from this scene to the next yeah. scene. And maybe that involves something, something smaller. Right. 
Right? Something small. I don't know. I'm not saying... I think she's probably just murdered by her boyfriend in the desert. I'm just saying... Yeah. Maybe. Which is really sad. You know, I'm not tr- not to diminish a loss of life, but at the same time, it happens constantly, and when things yes. get whooped up like this, it's for a reason, and I just... Yeah. Yeah, What's the yeah, reason? Yeah, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, was Gabby Petito even that famous beforehand? I'd never heard of her. I never heard of her either. Now, granted, I'm not on the we, Insta. We are not Instagram people. We do not take pictures of our abs and and our food and uh, us in yoga pants weightlifting mm-hmm. and put them up on the internet. So it is possible that she was a big. But I don't know. I never heard much about her, and then everyone suddenly knew who she was, which is a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a red flag, right? You know, I'm not saying for sure. It's just, it's just a little suspicious, and they can't find the guy. Maybe they never will, and it'll just be used as this narrative thing for a while, and then it'll fade away. You know. Um. So I don't know. But my point in that is, don't do a high profile murder because it's really bad on your family. That's good advice. Yeah, just do a low, a nice local murder. Don't be like the guy that murdered his wife and then posted pictures of her corpse on Facebook. That happened? Yeah. Yuck. People were uh, scrolling through their Facebook, were friends, and it just had a picture of her like slumped in the corner, and he said, I just had enough of it. Ooh. And people were like, uh... (laughs) So don't... Don't don't do that either. That makes it more pu- public, you know. Just yeah, just do nice private murders like in the old <clears throat> days. Nice private murders. Um. Yes. So. 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 Uh, so, earth groans. Do you know what they are? No, I have no idea what an earth groan is. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to um simulate one for you. Are you ready? Yes. Ready, listener. <clears throat> And it sounds less like a cow and more like a horn than what I'm doing, right? Okay. But just imagine that sort of cadence, that sort of... In fact, we should put some in the show right here. There's no machinery nearby or construction, so I have no idea where it's coming from. Fucking weird. So, uh, earth groans were this thing that was big in uh, early 2012. And I remember it distinctly. And people from all around the globe, um, all around the globe, Germany and Russia and Canada and the Czech Republic, Brazil, Belgium, all over, they all had these videos they would post uh, on various social medias of them walking outside their house or like looking out their window. And you just sort of see the landscape and the houses and there'd just be like this Hornish, trumpetish, very loud, like 
I've I've heard one, I've heard that I've heard one of these. See, personally, like that, right? Now, since then, the meme has died down a bit, right? Actually, a lot, I would say. Um, but but uh, it's been making a comeback in the past couple of months, especially across the USA, because we, as I as I said. Have had an explosion of earth shaking, not related, not apparently related to seismic activity, um, booms and vibrations. As recently as September nineteenth in Virginia, there was a headline that said, "Quote." NASA may have explanation for mysterious boom heard over Virginia. So it was about uh, it was um, it was about ten thirty a.m. Friday, September nineteenth, or before September nineteenth. People from all around um, Virginia called in nine one one, reporting they heard a loud explosion or a sonic boom sound, but no evidence of any explosion has been found. The U.S. Geological Survey did not register any earthquake. No one, the Air Force was not, said they were not conducting any sonic boom tests over the over the field. No one knew what it was. No one knew what it was. And so the most likely explanation on offer is that it was a meteoro- meteorite that exploded above Virginia early in the morning. Okay. Right? That, it does happen. Uh, that does happen. It's possible. They said it was a probable fireball. It was an exceptionally bright meteor. Um, and and they, they have uh, maybe some video of a big, of a big, boom, like light at the same time, right? Yeah. A big flash, right? People were saying about it uh, on Facebook. They said, uh, quote, it made a loud explosive sound that shook my house in Raleighville. And then someone else said, we thought something big had fallen on our roof and bounced and fallen again here in Strasbourg. Right? Lots of people, hundreds of people, maybe thousands, all shared this event. There's no direct evidence that it was a meteor, but that seems to be the best mainstream thing on record, on uh, on offer right now. But, how do we explain similar things which have been happening all over the U.S., like in Clarksville, Tennessee, also in September. A loud boom shook many of the homes in a local neighborhood, leaving many residents perplexed. As Stephanie Ratray said, a lot of people are saying it's aliens, obviously, because you've got to have some crazy in the mix. (laughs) But on Labor Day, people across the county called 911 when they heard a gigantic echoing boom across the countryside. People asked nearby Fort Campbell if they were doing any, like, explosions. They said no. Law enforcement searched for several hours to find an explanation, but no one could find anything. However, we have video of this from people's, like, uh, doorbells videos. Where, at the same time that you hear the boom, in at least one of them, you see a big flash in the sky. (laughs) Boom. Right? There's a big flash. And then boom. 
And there's another one, at least two videos, and the other one is a where you just hear the boom. But you don't see the flash. One lady, one lady named D. Boaz, uh, said she thought it was a boat that exploded at first because she lives on the, on the Cumberland River, but she didn't see any boat. She also said after the boom, there was a strange, abnormal odor in the air. Ooh. Described it as abnormal. Right? So maybe there were two meteors. Maybe. That's, that's rare. But it could happen. Right? Maybe. But three or a prolonged one, because also in North Phoenix, Arizona, the residents there this past week have been plagued with a mysterious tremor of increasing frequency. Specifically, it is people in the neighborhoods on 35th Avenue and Pinnacle Peak Road in North Phoenix who've complained about this. And it's actually been going on since 2005. But this past month, it went from being two to three times a year this would happen to 20 times every hour. Wow. It's just a steady shake like that lasts for maybe 30 seconds, shakes everybody's house, rattles their windows, shakes their doors, wakes people up in the night, and there's no explanation for it on offer. People have video of this. They have lots of police reports about it. No one can tell anybody how the local neighborhood is just shaking. And it doesn't... They said that... Someone's lady said it rattles the, not the house, but not only the house. Outside, it sounds like someone's jackhammering. It's very unusual. When it happens, it does scare you because you don't know if the windows are going to break. Your house is going to drop. You just don't know what it is. Weird. Some walls... In people's houses have even started to crack, like the sheetrock has started to crack. And there are a few spots outside their house showing cracks as well. So it's significant vibration that's happening, right? Um, Another nearby resident in Arizona named Everett Salazar said, quote, Lately it's been happening a lot and it's really annoying, really hard to go to bed. It's just constant shaking, like constant, constant. It doesn't stop. Well, it will, but it takes a couple of minutes. So neighbors have described it as a jackhammer sound, but also like waves of pressure. You get a, and Timothy said, uh, who lives there, said, you get a little lethargic when it happens, like a dizzy spell comes over you. So what does this sound like to you? Sounds to me a little bit like Havana syndrome. Oh, interesting. Are the residents there being beta tested on a new... But think uh, about how much syndrome. energy it would take to put out a, a energy, some kind of That's energy transmission yeah. that would shake the ground. I mean, I can understand, like, giving somebody buzzing in their head or whatever. But, like, to well, actually they, physically shake the area, you'd have to... Tremendous yeah, amount of energy. It's, it sounds like they're doing some sort of, like, pressure wave through the atmosphere. Okay. And, and, and that could be... But, but there would have to be, like, a device, like a machine. No one knows where this machine could be. Right. Except, for whatever reason, a lot of people there think, they feel like, they have no evidence really, but they just feel like uh, this is coming from an old landfill across the street owned by the city of Phoenix. 
decommissioned in 2005 when the first trimmers were noted. Hmm. Right? Okay. Um, people just have always felt like it comes from there. Now, at the surface, there's nothing there. It's just an empty, like, field. But people, for whatever reason, feel like it's coming from there. And lately, it has gotten so intense that the city of Phoenix is launching its own investigation into the matter. Now, like I said before, this isn't a U.S.-only plague. It's a global pandemic. Because this also happened this month in Helsinki, Finland. Residents described a hollow explosive sound, or a large gunshot. It just shook everything. Amateur astronomers, in this case, ruled out a meteor. They had their cameras on the sky all night. They didn't see anything. The Helsinki Air Force denied doing any uh, sonic booms over the area uh, with their recently swastika-stripped airplanes. And uh, there was the the University of Helsinki recorded nothing on their seismographs. So there in Finland, as elsewhere around the world, the mystery remains unresolved. And it continues to happen. These are just selected instances that I'm sharing with you of what appears to be a resurgence, perhaps, of the almost exactly one decade ago. Is this a decade thing? Every decade it does this for a month or two and stops. It's just now noticed. I don't know. Uh, Of this 10 years ago problem that we had with the Earth apparently groaning. Hmm. Now, don't confuse it with the South Dakota Metacore band of the same name. Earth groans. Different thing. Well, you know, the um, maybe I'm getting ahead of you here, but the the solar output uh, cycle is an 11-year cycle. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And volcanic activity is also... Um, correlated with low spots in the cycle in which and we are in a low one right now yes exactly and no one's ever really explained how volcanic activity could be affected by the sun but it is well it's highly correlated to the point where you think it must be yeah right uh so that being the case is it possible that something else is like that the size the solar activity is is in some way responsible for some of this maybe People put forth all sorts of explanations. Some HARP program, like the government weather control. Some people say it's, like you just said, it's a rare but completely natural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Right? But, on this regard, I tend to be more of a skeptic. And I think that most of the things that the people on, like in 2012, that people were putting up as evidence, are probably just their own videos, and then they... Edit in some sound. Okay. I think that's the... Because there's a lot of, like, none of the... Very few or none of them have, like, other people in them. They're just, like, outside looking at early morning or whatever. Now, granted, most of the sounds do appear to happen in the early morning, so maybe everyone's still asleep. But it would be nice if there was a couple and you could see people on the street sort of looking up, like, what is that? You know, this confirmation mm-hmm. that someone else heard it. Uh, so you don't get a lot of that. Um... And it sort of sounds like maybe people are using for the trumpety sound like a distorted elephant sound. Like you can imagine maybe this is an elephant trumpet like slowed down or sent through a filter or something, right? Okay. So 
like I said, I believe the hoax is, is likely, especially given that it started in 2012. And in 2011, there was a little movie released by the name of Red State, starring John Goodman. Uh, which was basically a movie uh, playing with the themes of biblical apocalypse and like the sounds of the trumpet. So they're living through the apocalypse. They're shooting people. They're running around trying to survive. And like every couple, of, every like 15 minutes in the film, uh, in the background, there'll be like a big trumpet sound and then no one knows where it's coming from, mm-hmm. which is an allusion to like the angels getting ready to come down. Right. Right. Uh, so I think that it is most likely that people saw the movie and thought, oh, that's sort of creepy. What if we just made that a meme and then it caught on? I think that's the most likely. Like that, and and But, you know, people took the whole... I think the whole name, Earth Groaning, appears to have been coined by people who believed the phenomenon was 100% real and is, in fact, a literal groaning of the Earth, as described by St. Paul, mm-hmm. which heralds the rapidly approaching end of the world. As St. Paul says... In, I think, Romans, maybe, we know the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains till now. So, on the whole, although this phenomenon has its share of true believers, I'm personally inclined not to think too much of it, because, I don't know, it's a little too on the nose. You know, it's like creation groaning. Is well, what about the Phoenix thing you just went through? Is that I, uh, see? That's the thing. It's like it's, but there are these instances of like, well, there's these mysterious anomalous booms, right? Which happen. I mean, if this is really going on in Phoenix, I feel like we can verify it somehow. I do too, and I would like to verify it. I want Ruckus to go over there and check. What What were the the neighborhoods out there? Maybe we can get some uh, some of our intrepid explorers to go out there. Let's see, it was 35th Avenue and Pinnacle Peak Road. Okay. 35th Avenue and Pinnacle Peak Road, right? And so you've got, like, I think I think it's probably a hoax, but then you've got, like, apparently real things that a lot of people are, are hearing and seeing. Earth booms, earth groans, vibrations. Like, if the world were in some weird way going through labor pains, that's what it would probably sound like. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but like I said, I think it's, that always struck me, that line always struck me as pretty metaphorical or allegorical. I think maybe ascribing literal groaning to the earth itself as if it were giving birth is a bit, uh, a bit maybe labored, but do I think that? And do you, do we not so fast? See how I changed it there? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're doing the double reverso on us here. I did a double reverso. Okay. Is that what we think? Is it? Is it too on the nose? Or are we qu- too quick to uh, slough off something as being too weird or too literal instead of preferring nice, eagy, pa- packaged, metaphorical interpretations? Perhaps so. <laughs> and why do I say this? Because, listener, this very week, science. Science TM, trademarked. Mm-hmm. Big science. Hashtag. The kind professed by Tony Fauci, Neil deGrasse Tyson's, Bill Nye's, Michiao, Cacao, Cacou, or whatever. All of them. All the big science people, right? People that love science, worship science. Science with a capital S. Mm -hmm. Science that you must believe on pain of social ostracization. Just this week. After literally, I don't know, 
a hundred years more of having the exact opposite opinion. Mm -hmm. Decided that the story of Sodom and Gomorrah really did happen. (laughs) And that an ancient Near East city really was destroyed by fire from heaven, e.g. probably a meteorite. Have you seen this? Um, not the recently. Well, this was a journal Is... article came out this month. And, well, it's an article came out this month. The journal was reported. Okay. Um, I think this research on this town's been going on for a few years because I did see something a few years ago where, you know, they found all this glassed pottery, you know. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. This is cool. This is cool. Yeah. So it was a journal published in uh, Nature. In the, it was an article published in the journal Nature Scientific Reports. Uh, and the headline was Sodom and Gomorrah, question mark, evidence that a cosmic impact destroyed a biblical city in the Jordan Valley. And so the first thing the article gives you is a is an artist rendition of um, an ancient like adobe house city getting blown up by a, a space fireball. Yeah. Which they describe as in the caption as evidence based. Like it is that everything's got to be evidence. Like they have a digital painting. They said this painting is evidence based. Was the was the house full of Funko Pops and like and like rainbow yeah. rainbow striped knee socks? Correct. Okay. Right. So, uh, and um, anyway, this caption says artist evidence based depiction of the blast, which had the power of over a thousand Hiroshima's. How could they possibly know the power in megatons of an explosion from five thousand years ago? I don't know, but use your imagination. So the article describes, uh, this, this journal article, new evidence of a city in the Jordan Valley, which they named Tal El Haman, which has apparently been a long-favored site for archaeologists, because it has a lot of artifacts in various states. Uh, they found new evidence that it was, indicates it was destroyed completely by a fireball from the sky. And so, because digging through the soil recently, scientists noted a uh, 1.5 meter interval in the soil, in the stratum, which is a lot, by the way. Mm -hmm. One wonders how it took them so long to notice this. Nearly five feet high, five feet thick. But anyway, this five foot thick layer of soil uh, has has not the usual debris you would expect from an ancient city, like, you know destruction from war and earthquakes and just people tearing down things and rebuilding them. No, as you said, in this layer of soil, we find pottery with its outer surface melted into glass. Yeah. And mud bricks that are bubbled and melted building material and so on. Many, many, many indications of what the article described as, quote, an anomalous high temperature event. Much hotter, they claim, than anything the technology could produce at the time. More than 20,000 degrees centigrade. Right? Yeah, this is like nuclear explosion temperatures. Right. Which, to me, is even... I don't know. Did they even find this stuff at, like, the Taguska event? No. I mean, that was a meteor impact, but they didn't find that kind of high heat. Right, and maybe I guess it exploded higher up, you could say. Right. In the sky to explain that. Um, I'm not sure, like, why we haven't, but, but, anywho. Uh, apparently this was discovered because in the past couple of years, a, a group of researchers from UC Santa Barbara, uh, guys named Alan West and James Kennett, have been building a case for cosmic airbursts throughout time 
acting as triggers for major global extinction events. Right? So not like the meteor doesn't hit the ground, but like it air bursts and, and causes problems for things like dodo birds mm-hmm. and uh, mammoths and other things that are no longer here. Right? And so somehow or other, Alan and James just sort of were doing their thing and they happened to see soil samples of artifact and artifacts being recovered from the site at Tel El Haman. And they said, uh, huh, that looks a lot like the other things we've collected, building our case for big meteorite impacts. And James Kennett says, quote, there's evidence here of a large cosmic airburst close to the city called Tel El Haman. Uh, he described it as something he probably similar to the Tunguska event, like I said, which was a meteor that leveled... It was believed to be a meteor. We don't actually know what it was. People just say it was a meteor. Right. But people went out in 1908 into the Siberian wilderness and found, set in a circular pattern, dozens and dozens of miles of trees knocked over. Well, if, if you know, if the similar event happened in both places, the only one of them is going to contain bricks and pottery that can survive without being completely consumed by the heat. Right. And, and- Siberia was maybe covered in snow. Right. So maybe that provided an insulation. Yeah. Um, or not turning whatever was there into glass. I don't know. Could, could be. Well, like a tree, a living tree is not going to turn into glass. It's just going to burn up. You know, it has to be certain materials to to be affected this way by the to heat. Be, to be glassed. Yeah. Right. Um, so we don't, again, it's important to keep in mind, we don't actually know. No one was there to see what happened in Tunguska. They just went out there and they found that the trees for like 24 miles in a, in a circle had been knocked over, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. The big, it's a big something. Um, but they also noted uh, skeletal remains in this soil layer, which had, quote, extreme disarticulation and skeletal fragmentation. So it sounds like, like I, don't, I don't ever want to be described as extremely disarticulated. <laughs> It sounds extremely painful. You're having a like, bad day, yeah. <laughs> like for your joints to be like thrown in in a state that people would a surgeon would describe as extremely disarticulated. That sounds unpleasant. And and also skeletal fragmentation. Like you don't mm. want your skeleton to be fragmented. No. A broken bone here and there you can deal with, but you don't want it to be fragmented, right? They also discovered in this layer quote shot what they're calling shocked quartz which is actual grains of sand with cracks in them. Ooh. Like in, little, like you put them under a microscope and they're little individual sand grains and they are, they are, they have little cracks in them. Yeah. And the only known way this happens is under incredible pressure. Like, like a lot of pressure. Like you yeah. can't make that much pressure, uh, just, just by yourself. You need, so, you need something to help. Um, now, also in the paper, when they were testing the soil, they found that the soil contained anomalously high concentrations of salt. Has science discovered the remains of Lot's wife? Definitely. Have we discovered the... Or, perhaps more reasonable, did the impact kick up a lot of water vapor from the nearby Dead Sea and throw the salt into the soil? Your choice. Your choice. I... I... <laughs> I think that personally, Lot's wife would be more centrally concentrated mm-hmm. and not diffuse. Well, she's but dissolved over time. Well, I don't know. You know, if you turn into a pillar of salt, 
And then you were exploded by a meteor. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be, you might be, I don't know how that would work. I don't know the physics behind that. Never seen it happen. But, uh, as an aside, uh, Lot's wife being turned into salt always confused me. Did it ever confuse you? Because that seems like a strange punishment. It is a little weird. Yeah. I think I figured out what that's about. Because, like, in the story, if you're not familiar, um, so Abraham's nephew, Lot, goes to live in Sodom and Gomorrah because he likes the fancy pants lifestyle Mm -hmm. where he can uh, parade around in in fancy pants and um, have... uh, Lollipops, <laughs> and everyone is just you know it's a, it's a city. It's the same thing forever. Yeah, you know yeah. it's the same thing forever. So the cities are like now is how the cities were like. Then. It's great, great restaurants, great restaurants. Ethnic food was there. They had, yeah. I'm sure they had Ethiopians come up and like right um, cook baklava or whatever. Yeah, you could get really good falafel down at the at the, bo- at the bodega on the get, corner. Yeah, yeah, you could get uh, Thai food. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff was there. You could be gay, right? That was really that was really the big thing in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Um, you know, they they was so it was they were so gay they actually invented the word sodomy. Yeah. That's how that's how uh, into it they were. And again, we're not passing judgment. We're just saying, you know, if we'd have been there, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe you'd have, you maybe you'd have been like, "Hey, this is an interesting new invention, sodomy." <laughs> who, who knows, right? Uh, but the uh, they, they were there, and it was so bad that God was like, "Listen," He told Abraham in person. He came down and said, "Listen, I'm you know Lot is in a bad place because I really don't want." Do it, but I. It's so bad. I just have to get rid of these people. It's so bad. And Abraham's like, "Listen, God, if there's a hundred good people there, will you spare the city?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And then Abraham's like, "What about ninety? God's like, "Yeah, fine." And eighty. And he, and Abraham does this, and he talks God all the way down to ten people. So he's haggling with God about uh, the apocalypse, which is something you could probably do too, listener. If you if you care to try, it, it's you know it's biblically supported. But so the um, uh, he haggles them down. He says, "Look, if there's ten good people, ten just not completely morally corrupt people, I will not blow up the city." Then he looks and says, "I can't find but three. There's three people here that I want to save. Maybe four, but one of them's not going to make it, right?" And so uh, he he they send some angels and they go to go get Lot and his family out, his two daughters and his wife out. But while the angels come there, if you're not familiar with the story, uh, angels are very handsome, right? And so all of the men form a big gang and come to Lot's house and start banging on the door to try and rape them, right? Which is that's not how you want to treat guests. No, it's rude. It's it's rude. Not hospitable. It's like being Brian Laundry. Yeah, don't do that. It's just, it's just not, it's just not nice. And so they escape through the windows and they run away. And you know, and then, uh, as they're running away, the angel says, "Don't look back." Right? 
And they go, okay. They run away. And then Lot's wife, uh, she's running and she starts thinking about all the happy times they had there. About all the, yes, yes, there was the roving gangs of, gangs of gay rapists. But the, the ethnic food was delicious. Yeah. Right? Um, and she, the house parties were great. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got to work from home. Yeah. And Zoom. And all of the things she liked to do. The coffee shop knew how to make the her The coffee her shop drink. was, game was ace there. Yeah. You know? And so she was very sad to be leaving it. And she turns around and she looks back. And when she does, she's turned into a column of, of salt. Like her body becomes a pile of salt. And uh, Lot and his daughters uh, leave. And um, they run away and they leave her behind. As I guess is the only thing to do. I've often questioned myself of if my wife was turned into a pile of inanimate objects, <laughs> what I would do. <laughs> and I don't know it. I would be f- confused and I would be scared and I would also feel the need to flee. Um, like if you're, if your spouse became like a, I don't know, a, a pile of rosemary or something. Yeah. Tic Tacs. For you, you know? Mm-hmm. You would be, and the strange thing is, there would be an intense, there would be an intense temptation to also turn around and look. Right. Like, imagine she's running in front of you. She turns around and she goes into a pile of salt. You would, you would be like, "What did she see that made that happen?" I, when I imagine, turn- when I imagine that scene, I think, I think she probably stopped while the rest of them kept going, and and you know they didn't notice she had stopped or something. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I've always imagined her in the front, and she turns around, and they see her. like, And they're like, oh, man. They really weren't joking about the don't look back thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Because um, they seem to have known that it happened. But then if she's behind them, they would have had to turn around, right? Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, they could have gone back yeah. later after it and found her. But yeah, if your wife was turned into like a pile of cumin or something... Uh, it would be upsetting for, for everybody, especially, or if your mom, like you're walking with your mom in the, in the hills mm-hmm. and she turns around because she hears a giant approaching meteorite falling through the sky and becomes a, like a pile of Cheerios. It would be, <laughs> uh, you would be, you would be, you would have to, you probably should go to therapy. Mom, no, no. Right. But and so that always confused me because it seemed like such a random punishment. But uh, I think I think I think after thinking about it for a while, I figured this I figured this out. And maybe this is the real topic of this show is that you should be careful listening to too much vaporwave. What? Or watching like I think I think what happened in the story, is the logical endpoint of nostalgia. It petrifies you, huh? You you're petrified well, it, by it? it. It because think about what salt does, right? Salt preserves things, but if you want to preserve things too much, you get completely like too much salt is it's just all salt. You can't even eat it, right? Right, and so you're longing for the past and unable to move forward, and so you become a pillar, which is frozen, 
right? And also there's this thing of like overly trying to preserve something which should be let go. And then you and then if you do that, you become sort of it's like sort of like you're a man child who's trying to hang on to the nineties mm-hmm. and is making vaporwave and collecting Spider Man toys. Yeah, might be time to watching move all on. the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You are frozen in place and all of those things which are good which were good and there could be fun to have from time to time, uh, have saturated you and it becomes weird and creepy. You're frozen in carbonite like Han Solo. Oh, that's a good reference. But like, so I think that's what that's about. I'm not, I'm not sure, but be careful wanting too much to return to tradition because like, I think a lot of nostalgia for the past is becoming um, oversaturated. Everybody everybody knows that, you know, older guy um, who, whenever you have a conversation with him, can only talk about his glory days. It's like this sad, sad version of John Mellencamp. You yeah, know? and that's what America's doing now, too. It's like in yeah. the summer of 69, you know? Yep. Uh, we were going to the moon. And we were like everyone's always referencing their version of like the past mm-hmm. that w- that was good, right? Whether it's the Civil Rights Act or the before the Civil Rights Act or the Civil War or the before whatever it is, yeah. People are always like, you know, used to America did this, and now is what we should do, and then it's just this paralyzing. No one can just drop it and move forward. Everyone has to. Right. Um, I mean, it's not wrong to look back on good things and say those were good. We should do that again. But you can easily just become totally frozen in it. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's I think that I think that is the symbology of. Of that happening. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure, but I think it's something like that. So, OK, in decide. So we have now evidence that. Um, some some sort of city, some sort of ancient biblical time city in the Jordan Valley, seems to have been subjected to extremely highly anomalous temperature event, quote unquote, with a lot of pressure that cracks sand and melts pottery into glass, mm-hmm. and causes extreme joint disarticulation. So, is it? Is it then impossible if that if that was literally a thing, is it then impossible that the earth itself produces groaning sounds? Um, because creation is sort of groaning. Yeah. I think I think it's probably impossible. No, come on. <laughs> I don't think that makes any sense at all. But I do wonder what's going on. With these continual booms and rattlings and these earth-grown things. I've heard multiple also booms. Uh, You've heard multiple what? Booms. Yeah, the, like just, just as you described them. I heard one yesterday. I have not heard this. I have. I was sitting in my office. So my office is a little like 12-foot shack in the woods behind my house. And it's really quiet. Uh-huh. And I was sitting at my desk and I heard this deep rumbly boom noise uh which i yesterday yeah literally yesterday now there is a quarry 
within oh, earshot. Well, see, there, there you go. Now, hang on. At the quarry, when they're blasting, they give a warning siren. There's this loud horn that they that's almost as loud as the explosion itself, so that people know, okay, we're blasting at the quarry. It's not the end of the world. Sometimes you hear the warning siren, and the blast sounds uh, a little more um, a little more uh, sharp and percussive. But these other ones that I've heard on, I think, two occasions, one of them being yesterday, which is really weird that we're talking about this, um, is way deeper and rumblier and sort of hard to pin down where it's coming from. It's sort of an indistinct sound. An indistinct rumble. Yes. And so, I mean... Yesterday. You've heard this more than once. Yes, I have. As well as, and I've also heard the horn sound. You have not heard the horn sound. I, ha- See, I, I have. Listen, I didn't plan any of this. I've I've heard I the horn sound. Yeah. When, when did you hear the horn sound? Uh, it was a couple of years ago. And you were just out, and you heard like this sound emanating. I from was the standing sky. outside, and I heard this long horn sound, and that was it. And I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Explain. And I no, that's it. That's all. It was this. Is sort of like you took a French horn and you put it under like maximum reverb settings on your audio editing suite. Uh, and it just seemed directionless. Um, I was alone at the time. So, I mean, I didn't, I thought maybe I was hearing something and it went on for, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 seconds. And then it stopped. And I 20 thought, seconds well, is a long time. I thought that was weird. Just, and where were you? I was at home. I was just standing in my yard doing something. And, and I heard, heard the a, noise. Did anyone but else it, it hear it? Or was it like if you pulled out your camera, it would have been like everyone else's video where it's just you videotaping houses and going, whoa. Well, there there was nobody around. I, there, I was the only one Yeah, home. see, it's always yeah. happens when no one else is around. It's very well, strange. Well, that's, that's why I didn't bring it up because I thought, well, maybe I was just hearing something. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, when things weird things happen, sometimes you just don't talk about it. I mean, we've talked about that on the show before. Like when you saw your UFO, you and your buddy didn't talk about it for like years. It's sort of oh, yeah. like that. It's like, oh, that that just was too. Speaking, speaking I can't of, categorize. Pause, I want to hear more about your Earthgrown story. Okay. But my uh, my my dad videotaped a UFO this week. What? It's actually it's actually a pretty good pretty good video. It's this bobbing light. He called me and he was like, "You got to send that to me." There's a light bobbing around in the outside, and he sent me a video, and it's this light in the sky, just sort of, yeah, jumping around, and he zoomed in on it, and it looks like this sort of. Um, glowy mist. Okay, here's the thing. Let's come. Let's synthesize this show. I've yes, heard boom. I, I felt that is. I feel that these are the same. I've heard boom. Okay, yesterday your dad saw a UFO. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona is apparently quaking. Um, you know that that's a lot of just weird stuff happening at the same time. That even and it's just like that's in our personal well not Phoenix but the other two things. What are what are the odds well, that both of both of us would have a weird experience at least in our family circle in the well, same the, week? I wonder about the the thing the thing I do wonder about the Earth Groans is that all ancient cultures, not just like biblical, have this or most have this tradition of like the sky beings whoever they are having horns they blow on. Mm-hmm. That signal they're gonna do something like, and like the Norse people talked about that. Like, uh, what was his name, Himavall or whatever? 
would mm-hmm. blow his horn before gods were going to do something. Yeah. The Native Americans talked about something similar where they would blow like bison horns. Yeah. Is this a thing that's been going on for a long time? And you hear this, and and what could the cause? Is it just some natural? Is it like the ten-year cycle? Well, there's, there's, there's. It's that some things are tropes for like deeper reasons. You know, like in a movie or whatever. There's the guy they're running to battle, and there's the guy blowing the giant horn, and it's all reverberaty. You know, they did that several times in the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, Somebody's always blowing that horn. You you know, where did we get that? Well, uh, it's called, and that is that is its own phenomena. I tend to conflate them, but um, it is called a skyquake or sky trumpets. Okay, and this is common enough that skyquake has its own Wikipedia article, which is, and it's described as a phenomenon where a loud booming sound is reported to originate from the sky. They do not have any clear explanation and what causes them is mysterious and they're also called some people describe them as booms and other people are as uh as trumpet sounds there like you go in, in, if it's in on france, wikipedia it's got to be true in france they're known as canons de mar and this is you know my foreign language is tremendous in japan they call them umenari which means cries from the sea which I guess makes sense because they're surrounded by water, so it would feel like maybe it's coming out of the water. Right. Uh, in Italy, they're called Balza, Lagonia, Bomba, Rombo, Bota, Banito, Murigo. Lots of names. Mm-hmm. Um, in the United States, traditionally, uh, they have been more localized before people realized they were a global thing. People used to call them the guns of Seneca around Seneca Lake. Okay. Because this would happen very often around Seneca Lake in, in uh, New York. Um, and in the Southeast, um, people called them uh, Seneca guns because they would hear them, interestingly, also in a region called Seneca. I don't mm-hmm. know what that's about. And uh, in Connecticut, they'd call them Moodus, uh, Moodus noises in the Connecticut Valley. But these... These things, they're also been called fog guns, mist puffers, water guns. There's a lot of association with them maybe being from the sea. Um, and they've been reported, these skyquakes, these like trumpet sounds, have been reported from at least 1824. Uh, all in Western Australia, South Australia, Belgium, Bay of Fundy, uh, Ireland, Scotland, all over Florida, New Brunswick. In 1986, in New York, they had a big case. Um, so the sound is sort of like, it's described as like um inordinately loud thunder, maybe, while there are no clouds in the sky, right? Or so few that they could not possibly generate lightning. Right. Right. They say it's it's almost identical to cannon fire, but some people also say that it is... So there's two. There's, like I, said, I think it may be a confluence of a couple of things because there's like a boom sound, and there's like a horn groaning sound, and then there's these tremors, and they're all sometimes they're all connected, and sometimes they're individual, but they all sort of. <clears throat> now to your point, that they are linked to the sun. Maybe one origin people also have noticed this, and said that it may be um, coronal mass ejection. Okay, like there's a sound of that? 
Yeah, like the solar wind equivalent of a sonic boom. Like maybe it accelerates protons up to some crazy amount coming out of okay. the sun. And it's going through the atmosphere. <clears throat> I don't think there's any evidence for that. It's a bit like... um The other one, of course, meteors. Like boom. Mm-hmm. And then other people think that maybe the groaning and the shaking is gas escaping from the Earth's surface. Like biogas. And maybe that's why it comes from lakes. Like it's because there's like some, I don't know, decaying vegetation trapped in the bottom of the burst forth, right? Earth Which farts. is why it would be like around Seneca Lake because you have these large deep lakes. Well, the the whole correlation between volcanic eruptions and low low points in the sunspot cycle. That's very strange. I mean, it would make sense. I mean, if you've got lava and gas moving around under the earth, depending on what it's, I mean, my stomach makes similar sounds you know when i've eaten something weird if you were mm-hmm. to put your ear up to my guts you know it's gonna you're gonna hear groans and booming noises <laughs> i'm just yeah. saying like all these noises could be the result of you know subterranean volcanic things <laughs> they could be like we don't really like i've said before we don't really know what's in the earth um people draw these diagrams, but we've yeah. only ever dug down five miles. That's as deep as we can dig. Right. And that hole is about the size of a drill bit head. And it's in Russia. And they mm-hmm. just did it to see how far they could drill down. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it is, it is about the size and diameter of a quarter. They, they mel- plug they, it up when they're not digging. And they melted the, they keep melting the bits, don't they? Or something? <laughs> yeah. At a certain point, it gets so hot down there and it's so hard. Like it's, it, the temperature is high. And also the, the, they're trying to dig through things that are so hard that the the built because of so much friction they just melt. Yeah, well, so I know the, the deepest diamond mine in the world is in Zaire or something. But anyway, you can go you can go down there. It's a few miles down, but it down at the bottom it's fabulously hot. Yeah, so we don't we don't know what's down there is the point. So we don't really know what could come up. You know, we don't really know like. Maybe there are giant pockets of gas trapped down there that sometimes in a big and cause like a local tremor thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, you could almost imagine the one in Arizona. Let's say it is coming out of, let's say it is this sort of gas and it's coming out of that landfill area. Maybe it just is, that's a coincidence. Yeah. And it is bubbling up. You know, like you know how gas like sputters, like when it's. Yeah. And then as it gets toward the end, it's like, maybe that's what that is. And that's why it has suddenly increased because it's about out. Maybe. You know? Uh, we don't know if there are... If there are, like, if there are like pressure differences in magma or something causing a contraction. Or, we, don't, we just don't know. It could be any number of things. But it is very strange that it is so correlated to the solar cycle. That almost defies explanation. Mm-hmm. And, but you're correct. This, 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 this earth grown thing happened during the last yeah. solar minimum 10 years ago, because the sun is on the 10 or 11 year cycle and it's happening again now. Well, just, just this week, I read several articles about various volcanoes springing to life. Kilauea is, is acting up as, has an active and lava pool. True. I remember um, that big one in, uh, in, uh, Canary. in uh, Iceland some years back. Oh, was also during the solar minimum. Yeah, and now we right now we've got Canary Islands are are going up. 
Um, and they're having to evacuate some areas because of that volcano there uh, erupting. So yeah. you know, yeah, it's this is this is uh, predictable. It's what? It's predictable. I mean, if you're following, I like to follow. If you follow the trends, sun cycle stuff. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Why is it connected to sunspots? No, dude, I don't haven't the foggiest idea. That's so strange. Like it's, but see, that brings up so much that because if something that seemingly different is connected to an atmospheric phenomenon, and it is, like the correlation is so high every time it happens. Then you begin to wonder, like, because that seems like such a small, minute thing. Basically, we're talking about the amount of light and UV radiation from the sun fluctuating a little bit, but so much that most of the time you can't tell. Like, you'll notice, like, if you didn't have measurement devices, the only way you would know is slightly different outputs in crops. You know, like, you don't, you can't feel it. And then somehow that makes volcanoes erupt. There also fa- famines uh, historically are correlated with these um, low spots in the cycle, right? Yeah, because they get less sunlight, and so they grow less, and then somehow also. But see, so so there's the t- is one causal or are they both on the same clock? Is the big I guess is the question. Like, is the sun because if the sun is causing it, then that means all the astronomer white girls are right. <laughs> Seriously, because like if that minute change in a heavenly body produces these giant effects, then it would be like, well, I guess Mars being in the second house could do something. Like that's the level of that's the level of causation we're getting to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're talking about some small thing causing a somehow causing a chain reaction that is producing profound effects on earth. And so then it is not, and we don't know how, but then, but then it is not out of the question that like, well, could, if the sun can do that, then could certain signs of the Zodiac also do that? Could the moon do that when it's full? Is that why there are more like car accidents and stuff on the full moon and more people go to the ER? Is that, like, is that having some sort of... Because, like, lunatic means was something that would happen on the full moon. Luna, right? And, again, to harken back to shows, influenza meant you were influenced by the stars to be sick. That's where that comes from. And the flu also seems to outbreak, or the corona, on the solar minimums. Like we have now, like we had 10 years ago with the bird flu or the swine flu, whichever was second. Then 10 years before that with the bird flu, right? Yep. Yep. So when you begin to put it all together, because I noticed that these groans had come back and I was like, I thought we were done with that because I really had, had, had regulated that to like, oh, that was a meme that came up because it doesn't make, it didn't make sense to me that. If there was this phenomenon of earth groans, that they would just suddenly appear and then go away. It seemed more like a meme. But now that they're back, then I think, oh, maybe maybe it is on a cycle. Maybe this is some sort of... Well, if they come up every 11-ish, 11-ish years, 
I mean, there's a pretty good clue there that it's related to volcanic things. Yeah, I mean, and this, this, um, and like the San Diego, like, like I said, this is all things you get by, by surveying local news because they don't ever put it in the national news because it doesn't, there's not a national cohesive story because it's so well, local. The purpose of national news is narrative Correct. control and maintenance. Like, that's not, it's not actually news. I mean, local, some people are doing good local news talking about things that will affect your life, but national news really has no basis in reality. It's, they're trying to shape reality with the news. Correct. So, but totally like, different so, thing. So a couple of years ago, the San Diego Tribune, Union Tribune, wrote an article called, What's Causing Those Weird Trumpet Noises in the Sky? That's So this is not something that I'm just picking other people, but it's not like a... It's Here's what it says. It says, Have you heard those weird apocalyptic trumpet noises coming from the sky? People all over the world are saying they have. So what are they? Nobody knows. And they just talk about basically the videos that I've I've talked about. But and and strangely, a lot of the a lot of the videos from that 2012 era have been pulled, which is a bit of a red flag. I don't know. Or maybe really? it's just been a decade and then people or I don't know. Nobody takes anything down off of YouTube. Yeah. But I mean people can delete their channels and stuff. I I, I don't know. But this there's this and maybe maybe I'm conflating things that ought not be conflated because you've got like sky trumpets, the booms or the sky quakes or, or, or earth groans and then the vibrations. To me, they've always felt the same, but maybe they are maybe they are different phenomena. Well, you can have if you have like pressure moving through an aperture, it, it depending on how fast it's moving through, it's it's going to produce a rumbling noise or it's going to produce a trumpet noise. I mean, not to get too, like, potty humor, but this is why your farts sound different. Mm. You know, they, mm. they come out at different frequencies depending on the amount of pressure, uh, the, the, the gas moving through, and the, the pressure it's getting on its way out. I mean, it's kind of gross, but, you know, that's why right. you can have different notes on a, on a, on a instrument. Work. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't so, it would not, uh, you couldn't play. Right. So you can have a rumbly boom noise or you can have a trumpety high, high noise. You just change the amount of pressure. Yeah. And I, I was looking through this stuff and I was like, how many other people, because I, I really thought it was sort of a fringe thing that only I remembered, but no. Mm -hmm. uh, like I thought, but, but because like, here's, this was from last year, actually. The Guardian, the UK Guardian said uh, they, they ran a story it's called weather watch this is the headline weather watch quote apocalyptic sky sounds baffle experts it says from being described as celestial trumpets to darth vader breathing mysterious noises ab from above have been heard around the world during lockdown so I, I, are, are the angels blowing their horns maybe i, I don't know but <laughs> now uh, we'll I, I, notice that one thing is is you can explain some of this is that if you're if you're bored and you're outside just standing around you're gonna see weird things i mean the one of the reasons i see a lot of weird things is because i spend a lot of time just standing around outside near the woods not right. doing anything you know so um, if you're not out if you're if you're watching netflix all day these things are going to happen and you'll never experience them well but if they're loud enough then you 
Like a lot of these things are loud and you'd think you'd hear them inside as well. But maybe well, it's, I don't No, if you're, if you're entranced by, you know, a video game or something, there can be some big crazy stuff happening outside your home and you're not going to notice. I mean, it's, it really, the hypnotic effect cannot be discounted in this. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Um, and, and like, I get, they're always putting a, it's, it's such a, like the, the range, like you said, like a horn is so different. It's like a, some people be like, it's a shrieking whistle or like a horn. And some people it's like, it's like Darth Vader breathing, like, you know, yeah. or like a global, um, other people have called it earth hums. Mm-hmm. Which again has been written about in like main newspapers. It's like there was one called um, also in the Guardian. What is the mysterious global hum? That was a question. Yeah, like, that's like a little bit global, different. But like, there you can take a microphone down. Um, somebody did this. At, I guess it was in the Marianas Trench or some really deep part of the ocean. They sent a microphone down there and did recordings. And there's this hum that the Earth is making at, at a certain pitch, and you can listen to recordings of it. It's just sort of going yeah, so is, there's just some is, noise down there is the earth itself groaning in labor pains is like that's it sounds crazy but like is the earth getting ready to birth something yeah. whatever that might mean and whatever that by the way that would be if you imagine the earth birthing something that sounds extremely violent for people living on the earth yeah that sounds very very uh very very unpleasant for that to happen but i mean but the thing like i said there's this like i thought for the longest time it was just hoaxes like a meme but there's so many recordings and like you've heard it mm-hmm. and again i am always the bridesmaid never the bride in paranormal phenomenon. i'm sorry yeah i except except for one or two instances i'm always people are always telling me this i'm not ever experiencing it myself um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I could, I mean, I, you know, like I've never seen sky except, except for a UFO, but like this earth phenomena. Well, I take that back. Remember when me and you were out hacking and we saw those rainbow bridges or whatever? Yeah. I remember that. That was strange. That was really cool. We were out in the middle of the night and up in the sky were just these bands of light, like evenly spaced. Yeah. Arcing across the whole dome of the sky. Somebody, we talked to somebody about that while we were out there, and they said it was um, rings of ice in the upper atmosphere. Yeah, but that like, never happens. What? I mean, I never... wasn't able to verify that, but that's just something somebody said. You know, yeah, they, but it, it like was really weird. Yeah. Like, they were like perfectly spaced. Yeah. Evenly spaced bands going across the sky from one side of the horizon to the other, and I thought at the time, I thought, oh, this is the Rainbow Bridge or whatever. Like I don't. This is like this is like Jacob's ladder. I don't know what it was. And yeah. Nothing came of it. It was just there, and then we woke up and it was gone, and it was not there the next night. But uh, who? I yeah. This stuff gets so strange because it's so. It's all seems interconnected. It all seems like it's all in the same cycle. It's all sort of comes together in waves, and it all really has no defining. Um, explanation yeah so i don't and that was how many years ago was that that we did that like 20 again the 10 year cycle yeah so um i don't i don't know 
that there's, but the, I think if you really want to research this, you should start with sky trumpets are more, I've always associated it with the word earth groans because I'm stuck in 2012 and turning into a pillar of salt. Right. But sky quake or sky trumpets seem to be the, the, the new thing. If you want to research it, just start looking for stuff on sky trumpets and you'll see like all of this stuff, a lot of it beginning in 2020. But like I said, it's I've noticed an uptick now. Maybe that's just me this past month. But all over 2020, people were, were listening to these sky trumpets and earth groanings. Like um, in Anchorage, Alaska, in the local Alaskan news, they had an article called, quote, headline is Mysterious Mechanical, Mechanical Groaning Noise Haunts Southwest Anchorage. And that was in February 2020. So it's a, so it's 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 it says it comes in bursts. It gets louder, then it evaporates. Right. Uh, some heard it only once. Others repeatedly for hours. Some people said it makes them wake up. Quote: This is what one lady said. A lady named Jamie James said it's almost like a foghorn, or like screeching metal on metal. Every well, time that, I tell someone about it, it sounds like a submarine. I say it sounds like a submarine scraping the bottom of a pool or something. Ooh, which is an interesting thing. Well, I don't know uh, how much ice they have in 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 Anchorage during the winter, but you know, I, large amounts of ice can do crazy. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Like large yeah. amounts of ice cracking and stuff could do. She says it sounds like again. This is so people near the sea tend to conflate it with the sea, like the Japanese. Or the people living near a big lake always tend to attribute it as coming out of the sea, but it also occurs very far inland. Um, someone in Anchorage described it as uh, it was someone's hungry pet dinosaur, or quote a big backhoe was giving birth, which is a wonderful description. <laughs> a backhoe give—that's something you only get someone saying in Alaska. A backhoe giving birth. Um, I don't. Uh, and the, people say the sound's been heard for years. They always say this. People are like, oh, yeah, I've heard it for years, but I just never really, because it goes away. Right. So I don't, uh, yeah. yeah uh, Express UK wrote about it. End of the, they said they ran an article called End of the, quote, End of the World, colon, our eerie trumpet sounds from the sky, a sign of biblical apocalypse. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I do know that used to, Science said that the Sodom and Gomorrah thing was silly, and now they're like, "Eh, no, it's so." It's one 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 thing I've come to believe about like mass um, mass experiences of weirdness, uh-huh. and, and you know, people are people are quick to dismiss it as, "Oh, this is just mass hysteria." Somebody saw this on Facebook, and then they started hearing it, and then they started hearing that, it. And I, it's like, I really, may- I thought that was true of this thing for the longest time. Well, may- it's I- like may- maybe that that stuff does happen, but. Yeah. On the other hand, if weird stuff is happening and there's no category for it, people just don't, they don't have a place to put it, so they don't talk about it. Yeah. Right? You know, because you don't have a, a rational box to put it in. But as soon as somebody offers up a box, as soon as there's a, it's categorized as something, then people start talking about the experiences that they've had or are now having because now they can put it in a, in a rational box. So the, 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 the phenomena is real. It's just not categorizable rationally. And so it doesn't get any 
playtime. It's like it's like we were talking about murders. Murders happen all the time, but as soon as you have as soon as one fits into this sort of archetype of missing white girl or whatever. Missing gets, white girl in a national park is a great story. It it gets hyped to the murdered by to the her boyfriend. Moon. That's like perfect. Right, because it fits in this weird little category. It mm-hmm. there there's a box that it fits in and so it gets talked about. And so what what's happening with these weird things is like every once in a while a category comes along for it and then everybody talks about it. But it doesn't but just because it's um it's a big mass thing doesn't mean it's therefore hysteria. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. I don't know. It's it strange. Could, what it I do know is that way. you should go and uh sign up for the Gumroad podcast and give us $7 a month. Yeah. That's what you should do. Now, have we put up any content in the past two or three weeks? No. No. But as I'm work- I said, I'm working on the show. As I said, this was just, it's really your way of supporting the podcast. It's more charity. And, and, you, and you get you get bonus episodes uh, at irregular intervals. Yeah. In exchange. It's like Patreon, where I don't have, uh, I don't have the schedule. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like that. Sort of like that. It's sort of like that. Just keep you your expectations low, and every once in a while you'll get a nugget. Now, listeners, let us let us know, because I thought about this, because I want more people to sign up for the Gumroad thing, because uh, I would like to, we would like to eventually have, like, like a, like a, like a real second show mm-hmm. or something, and like, but we need enough people to do it. So, what I thought we might do, could we do something, and listeners can ask, didn't tell us if this would help. Should we do like a like a podcast a thon? Mm. Do you remember back in the day when people would do like a telethon? Yeah. And they would just live stream until they met their goal. What if we did that and me and you just got on here and we live stream podcasted for like four days? Yeah. Until people just we just berated people with guilt and shame mm-hmm. and annoyed until they signed up for a gumroad podcast. Would that be good? Maybe. And I know people don't want to have another eel attached to their uh, beluga whale or their or their whale shark. Like a lamprey? Yeah. I know people don't like having lampreys. I get it. But we're asking you this one time to be to have one. You should probably tell the people what it's called. Well, well, well a lamprey is a fish that like, no, no, sits no. on the back the gum, side of the a gum. big thing and sucks the things off them i mean our thing on gum on thing on gum road oh yeah that it may be called Uh, the saint nicholas project the saint nicholas project yeah you should sign yeah and the the i know people don't like because the internet what the internet does like you're a whale shark right you're swimming through the sea and it's like do you want to sign up for this and you're like okay then a little lamprey just comes up and (laughs) and just eats like ten dollars a month off of you or whatever yeah and then another one comes up later. It's like, you want to sign up for this subscription? And so I know people don't like having it. See, this is not, I'm not a very good salesman. No. Because I'm describing what we're doing as a parasitical fish. Which is, <laughs> but, but, the, but what you have to understand is that the lampreys have a symbiotic relationship with the whale. Yeah. We'll eat they, your barnacles. They benefit that we eat the barnacles often because this is a worldview repair service. Yep. 
We're like a foundation repair service, metaphysically. And, and your that, worldview, let's face it, is covered in metaphysical barnacles. Most people's worldview is so broken that um, they they just – they're not even really human. I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, like, people walk around and they're like zombies. Everyone's doing the same. Like, people don't have personalities anymore. Everyone acts the same. Everyone is into the same. Like, there's just so... And and what we do... Now, do we promise to make you the life of a party and, and make you... No. There's no guarantees in life. But it is 90% more likely, if you if you subscribe for all the Worldview Repair Services that we offer, that you will... Uh, Experience happiness and uh, a fulfilling sex life and uh, have a good relationship with your parents. I know for a fact that many of our listeners take the things they hear on the show and go just dump them on people in in IRL for fun and yeah. bake, bake their it's, minds. See? I mean, that's a lot of utility you're getting out of the show. There's listener. a lot of utility. And when we get a second show, if we could, because we can't justify doing a full second show. Uh, and the time that commits, unless people, uh, you know, support it a bit. Mm-hmm. So, if we get a full second show, we could really begin to. I want to get into some deep things, some things that are even deeper and stranger than what we've talked about so far on this show. Things that would require many hours of research. Well, no, things that require <laughs> breaking breaking uh, a lot of established thought. Oh, okay. Uh. But things that things that things that Smokestack might have several hours of research on. He's very good at research. I try and uh, and and, and um, things like that. But anyway, sign up for that. You should uh, if you uh, you should because it's good. It's good for you. It's good for you. Oh, I want to I want to thank our friends. Uh, we've had some we've had some good feedback on my request for information about shortages. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I'm still sort of I'm still. I'm extending that solicitation another week because I think more of you can contribute. But we have had some contributions from some of our esteemed listeners, and uh, there are some interesting findings are are coming out of that. Um, there are definitely shortages. I, I don't think you're experiencing them at the big box stores. No, this is all at at like way upstream of that. The big box stores. I mean, there are there are empty aisles at my grocery store right now, hmm. which is interesting or semi-empty. Which doesn't usually happen. We go to kind of an upscale grocery store, and you know mm-hmm. they're pretty good at staying supplied. But there, there's definitely some bare shelves in there. But the real issues are happening upstream of that in manufacturing, in commodities, and power generation, in um, that sort of thing. Um, and so that's that's the sort of stuff I'm soliciting information on. Uh, now, but yeah, speak, we're we're getting information. Speaking of, uh, you said you go to an upscale. Do you go to Whole Foods? No, we go, we go to a, it's a it's a local chain here that's sort of hoity toity. Because I went to a Whole Foods for the first time in a long time the other day. I don't think I've been to a Whole Foods since Amazon bought them. And I just they were just on the way, and I thought, and I wanted some plums. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'll buy some plums. I'll go into the Whole Foods and get some plums. Why not? I'm an American. <laughs> and so I go into the thing to get the plums, and then I'm checking out, and she asked me. Are you a Prime member? And I just wanted to throw them in her face. <laughs> I'm like, this is... Amazon is out of control. 
when it's asking if I'm a Prime member. They are buying groceries. I, I, I just I stopped and I put them back. I said cancel, cancel. He's like, I've already rung them up. I was like, cancel. Yeah, I'm not. No, because I had sort of forgot that they were owned by Amazon. Yeah. I wasn't really thinking about it. I was just like, plums. And I get there, and there was no indication in the store that it's owned by Amazon. Like, if it was called, if it was Amazon Grocery, it would be a lot less appealing to people. Right? But it's Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. But the only, the only evidence was that at the checkout, she asked me if I was a Prime member. And then I was like, this cannot, this cannot stand. We have to, we all have to. Yeah, man. Strip off our clothes and stand in front of Whole Foods naked. I had a moment like that with too. a garbage can on fire. This past this past week, I went to the liquor store, and and I'm in a beverage controlled state. So I went in there, and the and the first thing the girl says to me, and this hasn't been up until now. This has not been the case. But the first thing the girl says to me is like, "You got your mask?" I said, "No, I don't have a mask. I need you to put a mask on. You can't shop here." I said, "Nope, yeah. I'm going somewhere else." Yeah. And uh and she said, "Well, uh do you want me to just bring it to you outside?" I said, "Nope. Nope. Nope. Cancel." And Cancel. I drove I drove across state lines to go <laughs> to go buy some whiskey. <laughs> cancel. Just Yeah. Can- cancel. Needs like to no. Do that more just cancel. Cancel. Just cancel the transaction. This stops now. I refuse to participate. That's the attitude that you got to have if you're going to make it any sort of difference. Just yeah, refuse to participate. I, just, I I mean, the thing is it's I like everyone else, I use Amazon. It's very convenient. Mm-hmm. It's too convenient, demonically convenient. But I just couldn't like at the getting plums, like the prime yeah. member. I was just like, ah, it's too, it's too much. Cross the line. This is too. This is too much. Have you seen the South Park episode of uh, you move sixteen tons and what do you get? No. But they're all working in an Amazon fulfillment warehouse while that song plays. <laughs> And so the kid at home asks for something and the dad has to go work for it at the Amazon fulfillment center. And then he mm-hmm. comes home and he orders it on the computer and then it, he goes to the store and he packages it up and then it comes in the mail and arrives at their house. <laughs> and it's like this, every, everything is controlled by Amazon. And, uh, I've heard that it's a horrible place to work. I think so. Yeah. Um, but you know, we were talking, we we're just talking about our lines and you know, the, the, both the lines that we, took a stand on might seem sort of arbitrary, but don't let that deter you from taking a stand on them anyway. You ha- That's what everyone says. They're like, well, this is, is here where you're going to, it's like, we well, got to do yeah. it somewhere. Is this, is this really the hill to die on? Yeah. It's like, it's like you better, it's, know, but you have to have one somewhere. Exactly. Like, it like, doesn't look, even have to be the right hill. Die some, like, die somewhere. It's like, look, at some point it is, it is wrong Right to pursue a sexual relationship with someone that's too young yeah. is what age is that? Is eighteen really? Is there any big, huge difference between eighteen and seventeen? Not really. Is there any huge difference between seventeen and sixteen? Now, is there any huge? But see, you can do that all the way down, and so at some point right. you just have to say, okay, line here, eighteen. Great, such is a great it, example. Is it arbitrary? Yes, to some degree, but we need a line. There's got to be a line, right? Because yeah. Because they're just, you just, otherwise, you don't, it just, you can always argue, well, this isn't the spot. This isn't the spot. Right. Why is this spot any different than that spot? Well, you just have to draw one. Look, borders are all are always arbitrary, but they serve a point. 
So, so many people have been run over over the past 18 months because they were sitting there fretting over the question, is this the hill to die on? And they never make a decision, and so they get run over. Well, and yeah. about and about 12 months ago, Gabby I personally... Gabby didn't I, have that problem. She yeah. knew where to die. Yeah. She died on Dude, the hill. Dude, that's awful. Stop. Stop. And <laughs> I'm just, you know... She's totally and, derailed and look, the point. And look, and she made headlines. Because she took a stand. She made a, a stand. Oh, what an awful, <laughs> what an awful way to try to illustrate her point. I'm just saying, you have to have a line somewhere, and there was a line that she had, and there was a line that Brian Laundry had, and one of them crossed the lines, right, <sighs> on a hill in Ooh. a national park, where one of them died on it, and so. I know that doesn't seem like a positive message for for making a stand, but it was in the right place. It came just, from a good place in my heart. See, so like I was flying this point, and then you came into the cockpit with a box cutter and you killed me, and then you <laughs> well, took the point. the point. You took is, the point and crashed it into the World Trade Center. <laughs> the point is, if you're gonna make, uh, if you're gonna make a movie like Dune. Or Matrix uh, Reincarnated, whatever the new one's called. At some point, you have to make decisions. And you have to say, are we going to take everything from the old, the first Dune and reincorporate it here as like a throwback? And you say, no, you have to cut off a line somewhere. And where is always arbitrary, but if you don't, you just remake the same movie, which is what they did with the new Star Wars. They just remade the same movie with a girl. And now it looks stupid. After the dust has settled, mm-hmm. and that's how you look, listener. If you you look stupid, if you just keep, if you never have a line ever, yeah, you have to impose restrictions. It's like poetry. A haiku is five seven five syllables, and that makes you have to work within a frame. And then you write something. It has to be artistic because it won't fit otherwise. Because you didn't give yourself enough syllables to work with. This is why free, ver- free verse sucks. It. And that's yeah. why it will always suck, because it has no, ba- no... You never have to make a choice. I will say, the problem is, Walt Whitman's free verse was okay. And then everyone wanted to be like Walt Whitman, and not yeah. everyone was Walt Whitman. Right. Right? That was the... Like, maybe you, we you have to master the... Of grass. You gotta master the rules before you can break them. Exactly. You master the rules before you can break them. And a lot of you people don't have any rules at all to break. You don't have any hills to die on, so you yep. can't decide today, I'm not gonna die on this hill. Right, because you just have to, you have to go. We want a hill, not a hill to murder on. We're not Brian Laundry, right? Yeah, but a hill to. We're all Gabby Petito here. I I can I can respect and get along with somebody that picked different hills than me to die on on certain issues, but the right. people I can't respect are the people that never pick a hill because they can't figure out which one to decide on. Right. And, like that's that's what you, I can't respect. You probably won't even die. It's just that you will cancel the transaction. Yeah, that's all that will happen, and that is upsetting in a lot of ways. But it's gonna be okay. It will. a song about Gabby Petito? No. Oh, white girl don't, in a van? 
No, please. <laughs> and it's just, it's like a normal, like, thump clap hay song about, like, van travel, but at the end you get murdered. This is in such bad taste. She may not even really be dead. We don't know. It's too soon, man. It's too soon. Write a song about Steven Paddock. <laughs> <laughs>